morning world. Welcome to another episode of Zendependently Minded. If you are a new or returning listener, I hope you enjoyed this episode. And if you're interested in more podcasts like this and content in the future, don't forget to stay tuned because it's only going to get better from here. The world is in our hands. Let's do something with it. Welcome returning listeners and new listeners to my third episode of World Minded. So a lot of stuff has happened this week. Um, more of the same in China, more of the same in Chile, but I'm just going to go over a couple things uh, and hopefully you guys enjoy and learn something just like I did. So the first bit of news that I'm going to go over um, is kind of a good positive note. Uh, Chile's Chile, the country of Chile, their Congress has reached an agreement to reform their country's constitution, basically to try to make amends and restore peace after weeks and weeks of violent protests. Uh, which have actually led to the deaths of over 20 people, I think. Uh, I think the count is up to 20, probably going to increase as they do a count and take a census and stuff like that. Um, but the Chilean president, Sebastian Panera, um, in in attempts to restore peace, he's promised he's going to make a lot of social, economic, um, just political reforms to try to tackle the issues that have caused this unrest. Um, one of the m- few main things and main points that people were protesting over um, were the inc- hoping that they could get raises in pension, um, some affordable medical insurance, because Chile has w- one of the worst healthcare systems out there currently. Um, they're hoping to lower the price of medicine that goes with that will help. Um, through medical insurance, and then trying to stabilize electricity prices. Those are just things that a developing country like Chile are going to face. Um, the good thing is that, that for now, it looks like it might, might just be a temporary fix. Uh, to the Chilean president, Sebastian Panera, might go back on his word. But it looks like they're making progress, and let's hope for the best for them. Moving on to the second bit of news, um, Hong Kong... Uh, China, they're still going through protests over free speech and uh, things that Chinese people want, which the the basis of everything is freedom, um, whether they have gotten a little taste of freedom from foreign exchange programs, um, looking on the internet. I'm not sure because I know China censors some of their internet, so I'm not sure where they got this sense of freedom entitlement. Uh, it's a good thing. I agree with them. Um uh, but just in the wake of this protest, a seven-year-old man actually died after being hit by a brick. Um, he was on his lunch break at his job, and there was a clash between protesters and the government officials, and someone threw a brick, it hit the man, and he died, and it's really sad. I'm sure neither side um, it will take responsibility for this, but also neither side is going to be happy with that outcome, and I hope, like Chile... Um, the Chinese government can kind of reach a consensus, reach something in the middle that can bring them to uh, peace and then further some peace talks and get some reform so China can get back to being one of the world's leading powers. Um, I know a lot of Americans have been chiming in, but none of what we think should matter because, yes, we have freedom, but we fought for it a long time ago, and nobody who fought for the freedom... Um, nobody who fought in the, the Revolutionary War um, 
none of them are alive today. So we're going to be biased. Everything that we think and the advice we try to give the Chinese is going to be a little skewed because we've, we're so much more free than they are. So we'll have to let the Chinese sort things out and uh, good luck and prayers to them. So another piece of pretty positive news. Um, it's funny because I was just in Belgium, actually. Um, didn't see this kid, but there's a nine-year-old named Laurent Simmons who's actually about to get his bachelor's degree come this December. Uh, this is really exciting thing. Uh, the kid is he's a child prodigy. He's nine years old. He's about to get his bachelor's degree. I don't even have my bachelor's degree yet, and I'm double his age. So, but he's actually studying electrical engineering at the Eindhoven University of Technology, and he's passing courses that students of the average graduate age, who are the average age that you graduate at, getting a bachelor's degree in uh, electrical engineering. Uh, they struggle with it, and he's passing these classes with flying, flying colors. Um, it's exciting. It's an exciting thing for him, and I'm sure his parents are excited. Uh, his mom and dad have been very happy and joyous in their interviews. They Mom even made a joke and said, the only thing that I did when I was pregnant with him was have fish. So uh, it's that's a really cool thing. It's a good piece of news to see something like that, especially somewhere close to my home. I was just in Belgium. So that's a pretty cool bit of news. Nine-year-old graduating, getting his bachelor's degree. All right. And my last bit of news is something that I thought was really funny. I laughed when I read the article. But it's been making its rounds on the internet. Um, There's a man who actually smuggled his overweight cat onto a plane. um, And he got stripped of his frequent flyer status. I guess he'd been flying for a long time, but... um, the man, um, his last name was Galen. I didn't couldn't find his first name on the article. Maybe they're hiding it, uh, giving him privacy. But I guess um, the airline that he's flying with only allows pets weighing under 8 kilograms, which is about 17.6 pounds. Um, and they're allowed to fly in the cabin. Anything heavier has to fly uh, like under under the deck where most animals fly. <clears throat> like bigger dogs, big cats, uh, whatever it is. Um, so Victor the cat, which is the name of his cat, actually weighed in at 10 kilograms, which is going to be about 20 or 21 pounds. Um, and Galen found found out that he was going to have to send him to the below deck part of the plane, and he wasn't willing to. He was worried that his cat was not going to survive the eight-hour flight he was going on. So what he did, he actually concocted a plan. He's probably done this plan a few times. He's a frequent flyer, and I'm sure this isn't the first time he's flied with his cat. He's flown with his cat. But he actually, um, after he found out that his cat weighed in at 10 kilograms, um, before going to the airport, he weighed in a, a smaller cat and then passed the, once the scale passed with security, he put his big cat into the kennel and then brought him onto the plane. So he had a whole plan to get his cat through, which I found kind of funny and amusing. Um, but yeah, do not try to sneak your overweight cat on board. You might cost yourself some free miles or free credit or whatever, uh, cash back, whatever thing they do for frequent flyers. But moral of the story, don't try to sneak your fat cat on the plane. All right, that's going to end this episode of World Minded. 
Sorry that it was a short one, but I have a vacation I'm planning. Um, I did my best. I hope you guys learned some stuff like I did. All four of these things were news to me. Um, So I hope you learned and enjoyed this episode as much as I did. Don't forget, the world is in our hands. Let's do something with it.